And we are back here and analyzing this, and we're analyzing construction costs on, on one of our islands over there in St. John. And of course, we get a ranking member from the Table Talk, uh, Armando Rocky Lebron, numero uno, La Papeleta, uh, joining us this morning. Good morning once again, Rocky. Uh, glad to Good have morning, you. Good morning, man. No, I was, in the, during Good the morning. break. During the break, I was, I was, I was, I pull up a story, Rocky. Mm-hmm. The number one, right? The highest, right? Price per square foot is uh, on the mainland in the United States is in San Jose, Sunnyvale, and Santa Clara, California. The median mm-hmm. price square foot seven hundred and twenty-four dollars and sixty-three cents. Could you imagine? Yeah. That, that we got the same thing going on down here in a and, small in, in a small and St. John. Now, there's also, in, in, in this article, they also have a a listing of, um, which is interesting, small metro. Let me see, I want to pull it up. Okay, they got uh, San Jose, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, 72463. But in Hawaii, right, you got the same situation going on over there. The small, me, the small mid-sized metros with most with the most expensive homes per square foot, Kahului, Wailuku, and and Lahaina in Hawaii at seven hundred and thirty-two dollars and sixty-six cents. But but but, but Rocky, what they offering over there? I don't I don't know I don't believe they got the National Park Service taking up two thousand of of the available property over there. No, no, but this never. Our situation is not unique, you know. No. If you look at the Netherlands, New Zealand, mm-hmm. all those places have been fighting with some form of, of reform for the construction industry to uh, at least afford the, the average citizen opportunity to own something, to, to be able to build something. And, um, like well, well said, you, you would be more knowledgeable about this because you live in St. John and the uniqueness of our situation of there require you to be to be um, well well researched um, with this situation because, Rocky, we don't deal with that on St. Croix. That don't exist. I know that. B- b- I know basically, that. What, I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm articulating here on, on this medium this morning is that we are one Virgin Islands, right? I am 45 miles away from you. And we're in a That's different right. world, a different universe oh. as it relates to construction costs. Oh, definitely. And there's something there's oh, something definitely. wrong with that, Rocky. I mean, I mean, not I, only construction. I, look, it's not just construction costs; just the cost, cost of, of living. living. Agreed. Agreed. The cost uh, of living. Agreed. Cost of living is the, the encompasses everything. Um, and like I said, this concept this gentleman is doing. I know a guy named Maurice Wells did that. Five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. But you know what the difference is? Resources. Yeah, man. Resources. Available uh, ava- ava- resource, available cash. Right. Available cash, yes, man. If, yeah. if you don't have that, getting into the market is, is another issue. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. you could have this. Because I know a lot of guys who have great ideas and have gone forward and trust. But the idea without the resource, it doesn't work. It's like. It's like um, a guy being a mechanic. He has a theory, but he doesn't know the practical work. So it sounds good, but you put him in place, the guy can't get fixed. I mean, serious? I've seen it happen already. I've seen guys who could tell you the problem like that. It's okay. Go ahead and fix it. Take down the car and get back up. You know, Rocky, ever so often, ever, ever so often, communities have, uh, communities are, 
lucky to have somebody with means who is sensitive to what's really going on going on on the ground, right? Here is what Mr. Um, Goldschneider said, and I'm hoping at some point we could get him on so he could speak for himself because I'm reading a quote here. He said, one thing Goldschneider is very clear about is that the units will not be available for short-term vacation rentals. He's looking for tenants who are now living in the Virgin Islands and those who are trying to relocate to St. John to work full-time, right? He said mm -hmm. he's thinking that business owners and contractors may want to rent a block of private and on suites, that's what I call them, on suites, right? To house their yeah. workers. He noted that many police officers and firefighters who commute, commute. from St. Thomas right. might also prefer to live on St. John if housing was available. Was available, yes. Rocky, our situation yes. over there, that, that really needs some comprehensive um, review and analysis. Yeah, it does. Okay. Because, it, it because you know, I, I was speaking on this time. I was I was limiting my scope to this discussion, but you know, you you actually broadened it to the realities. This ain't just about home ownership and construction. This is about everything on Saint John. No. Yeah, it's the life. It's the life. But how, but but, 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 but Rocky, Rocky, the only way you could help that is by creating economic opportunity. Of course. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't limit economic activity on St. John and expect things to change. It doesn't work. The, 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 the logic associated with economics don't work that way. You got to have movement of money. And those who are living there have to have disposable income. That's just, a, that's just, that's just a rule, an economics rule. Right, if if, all, if if you got four thousand, I got four thousand people living on Saint John, right? And if only mm. fifty, sixty people got money, then what gonna happen to the rest? Yeah. Right. This, this is just logic, it's man. Money. And it applies to Saint Thomas but and Saint Croix as well, you know. But our situation is yeah. is more unique because Saint Thomas and Saint Croix. I mean, Saint Thomas and Saint Croix. We got forty thousand people. You know what I mean? I got ten percent of that. Yeah, but never. The other thing is that. The prices you pay for Wafa over there is the same price we pay too, you know. Okay, then. So we pay that, and y'all opportunities, the, 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 the market out there, food is much cheaper than in St. John, but we're paying the same Wafa price. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, so you're already but, at a disadvantage. But, 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 but Rocky, that speaks to the disposable income issue we're talking about, right? Yeah, well, they got no left. If I live on St. Croix, and you live on St. John, Right? We each got $600 in our pocket. Right? We go pay $200 for WAPA, just for the purposes of our discussion. Right? That, yeah. means, that means we got 400, each of us got $400 leave over. Because you said we're we paying the same price. Right? And then we said yeah. we, we bought in the same amount of energy. Right? So we yeah. left with 400 But when you go to the store to, to buy your groceries, and it, what, what cost me 130 it costs you $200. That's $70 right yeah. there. That's right. That's exactly. That's the reality. That's the reality. That's the reality. And, and, and that's that's how we apply the disposable income variable. You check what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Because the cost of living yeah. now, right? And then when you go to when you go to the gas pump, right? It might cost what I what I get for thirty, you go pay fifty. That's another twenty dollars gone for you. So you is neg in comparison to me. 
you dunk ninety dollars after groceries and gas, right? Yes, it, it's incredible gas. Maybe I believe I'm saying gas three and change something like that. Or <laughs> yeah, true. close to four. Three, three sixty nine, three eighty nine, oh. depending on what time of the year. Start talking, yeah. start talking high four and five in, in, in gas. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that's where leadership is required, Rocky. Right? Because if you have leaders, right, who are cognizant of what we mentioned earlier, the economies of scale, right, then you can make the requisite adjustments, right? And True. that's why a, a land and water use plan isn't a good idea. It's a necessary incorporation right now. Right. Because you. it would allow for us to know what are the needs in the different islands and work to that end so that exactly. everybody could live a reasonable uh, 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 a life, uh, uh, an expenditure, right? Uh, the expenditure component of them living on the respective islands could be within reason. You can't have, you can't have, uh, it's, 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 like, it's like the body. If you point all the button on the right leg, right? Be, 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 because the left leg struggling, the right leg, the right leg on down eventually too. Eventually <laughs> too, yeah. Wow, wow! This, this seven hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 I, 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 I knew, I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was this high, Rocky. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. But but Neville, you, you see, you guys don't know. I I talk about these things, but I know them. I live through them. I know what it is. Mm -hmm. I. And I'm speaking for people who are just not going to be able to speak for themselves. They don't understand it the way I do it. You know, and um, I, you know why I know? Because me and my father, we built our own house. My father was an entrepreneur. He was a guy, he just didn't go to high school. But he was a brilliant son of God, a, a brilliant dude. And this guy was able, to, he, he took a job Neville with a construction company just to learn how to to lay blocks and plaster and, and, and put up concrete walls. So, 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 so Rocky, so Rocky. And he came and built our house. So Rocky, so, so, so Rocky, you admitting that, that, that your father used these people while he was working for them? Man, oh God, man, your father really No, he's in free. Yeah, 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 he's in for the money. Your, your father was... Your father was... Oh, you, oh no. okay, 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 okay. He's in free. I was actually cracking a joke on your father. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, no. I, 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 was saying, I was saying he's a genius guy. Not only was he getting paid, he was loading the trade. I like no. that. No, no, no. He, never, he didn't take any money. No. He didn't take any money. I just wanted to learn to do the same and... You know, he did it for about three or four months, and after he kind of, I, I basically say, listen, okay, I already know, know. we we gonna build a house. I, I already yeah. know, yeah. Um, the current yeah. plans, right, call for the construction of a forty-three thousand gallon system, and each yeah. private each private ensuite will be metered separately for water and electricity as an incentive to conserve usage. Goldschneider right. has right. considered installing solar panels and batteries. But he's holding right. off on that initially he, he, to keep costs down. Yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a well thought out. Well thought out. I was just, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Well thought out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. You know. And, 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 so, and, and it looks like you got some altitude at this location up there by Giffel, man. Okay, look, you're looking with, down. With Giffel, yeah, I was there to um, the, the LMB thing from night ago. But Giffel is always a, a, a high area. It's, it's, you know, it's, we call it mountainous, but. St. John, we don't really look at it that way because if you've been on St. John, sooner or later you got to do that. 
you know, sooner or later, you got to do that. Matter of fact, more so than later, because a lot of the land is high terrain. Mm-hmm. You don't have level lands like you have. Mm-hmm. You know, very limited amount, very limited amount. So everything is below. You know, you know, Rocky. I I don't want I don't want the public to think that we are trying to devalue, right? What Saint John brings to the table. I understand that all three islands are unique, but there has to be some sensitivity levels for those who live on Saint John. And exactly. in this case, in this case, in this yeah, that's all we that's all we're talking about. And in this case, yeah. in this case, there might be Saintomians. Who will be moving to St. John based on what he's what he's providing? Oh, of course. We, of we, course. We, have, we have a call on the line. Good morning, caller. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm very concerned about the uh, the spin of this uh, article. These are just uh, container cheap housing stacked up and, and not well thought out. They're in violation of the building code. They're in violation of our zoning code. And it, it is a sad state of uh, 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 hold, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. second. Um, you, you, how do you know it's in violation of the building code and the zoning code? So I'm an architect and a contractor. I've been building here for over 25 years, coming up on 30 years. I've built hundreds and hundreds of projects mm-hmm. and, and recently built three apartment buildings on St. John. Mm-hmm. I know what the costs are. I know how to build them. I know how to do it properly. But, how, but how, how are they in violation, though? What, what is it about so, them that are in violation? So R2 zoning allows for two dwellings. doesn't matter what size the lot is. It's your two dwellings. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, they need to be, uh, if you, you can have as many bedrooms as you want, but there's a certain maximum uh, occupancy of the lot. As soon as you put kitchenettes in each of these dwellings, these are prefabricated apartments, remember. They're 8-foot eight, eight by 20-foot uh, containers. They uh-huh. come pre-assembled with a, a bathroom, a kitchen, a living area, and a sleeping area. And by the VI code, that's a dwelling. It doesn't matter that you cluster them together into a single building. That makes them an apartment building, which is not allowed in R2 zoning. It, he's, in the plans, he's taken out the cooktop that comes with the, the prepackaged uh, apartment. But in the renderings and in the descriptions, and if you read in that article, it says every unit comes with a kitchenette. So that's two buildings with 13 kitchens each. Those are apartment buildings, but cheaply built apartment buildings. They're, they're not well thought out. The cisterns aren't on the floor plans. I've reviewed the entire permit file, and that building is not going to last a hurricane or an earthquake. It, it's, it's a mess. And if, if we're going to this level to try to uh, address the housing problem, it's not a good sign for uh, the islands. This is just lowering the threshold to as cheap as possible. Do the research. Look this guy up. He's written a book on how to cheat the codes all over the place. He was chased out of Boston, and now he's coming down here because the profits are so much higher and the uh, the enforcement is so low. But if the, but if but if he is mentioning that the the, the cost of uh, a square foot is at seven hundred dollars right now, and he wants to do something at three hundred to three fifty, how is he cheating? Again, he, he's fooling you. $700 a square foot is a high end. That includes driveways, uh, concrete construction, pools, verandas, terraces, all that loaded onto the interior square footage, if, if that's even the cost. But he's not putting in pools. He's not putting in parking. He's not putting in terraces. He's not putting in anything. He, he's, he's, if he's building for 350 for what he's proposed, he is getting ripped off or he's fooling somebody. 
Well, but 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 uh, but, 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 but you look. But if you look. But if, but if you look, if you look at the picture that the the the, rent, the, 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 the photo that's here on the on on the uh, on on the article, it literally shows you what the project and what the building is going to look like. You could you could, you could tell from I, looking I, I at it. You, you 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 could tell from looking at it that it's not the normal concrete. This 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 is this is this is like a, a, a innovative. It's a shipping container. Yeah, it's a container. It's Correct. A Correct. Right. Correct. It's the lowest form of construction. It will blow away in the storm. They're very light. They're only uh, attached at the corners. They're uh, on very limited footings. The cisterns are not in the drawings. It, it says perfectly clear on the drawings that this is a commercial project being put into a, a residential area. And it, the, I mean, there's uh, 12 uh, electrical liters per building. Hold, hold on a second, Rocky. You want to ask my question? Yes. Uh, have you made any contact with DPNR as it, it's saying that these were permitted? Are you making spoken about it already? What was their response? Their response is that, uh, well, they've taken the kitchen, uh, the stove out of the kitchen, and therefore it's a, uh, a bedroom. But if you look at the articles and if you look at the announcements, he's saying, I'm putting a kitchen in every unit. As soon as you put a kitchen in, that's no longer... Uh, a bedroom yeah, is now a dwelling unit pursuant to the code. And if we want to give up on our code to uh, produce cheap housing, that's uh, that's certainly something we can do. That's a political decision. But it's it's not good for our community. We're, we're building concrete buildings with apartments in them. Um, the project that we just did in content, it took us a year to get all the approvals from fire marshals, the environmental review, historical review, structural review. Um, and we're building for three to four hundred dollars a square foot with a pool. Hold, 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 hold on a second. Don't hang up. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and we conclude this discussion right after this break because I don't want to be disrespectful to both of you. We'll be back right I, after I this appreciate break. It. We'll Thank be back. You very much. No, no, don't hang up. Don't hang up. We'll be back right after this break. We'll be back right after this. A new year equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. BankofStCroix.com. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. 
if it's happening around the world. NPR's Frank Langfitt is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home. On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho. On the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green. Morning edition from NPR News will take you there. Wherever the story is, listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here analysis, and we're having a discussion about a uh, potential um, homeownership development uh, on the island of St. John with its uniqueness to begin with with respect to cost of living. We got Rocky Labo joining me. He is, he's a ranking member, a regular on the show. And we have a, you are a contractor on St. Architect on St. John, sir? Licensed architect and contractor. Like an, okay, and real estate broker. Okay, good real estate broker. I'm, I'm going to read this paragraph that's in this article, and good morning once again to you, and good morning, Rocky. Good morning once again. Good morning, man. Here's here's what the paragraph says in the source. And, of course, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do my research because I like to, to inquire to make sure that, you know, what I'm talking about uh, is accurate and I'll, makes sense. Here, here's what the paragraph says. Be- the buildings are designed to withstand winds of 190 miles per hour according to the code. Each module is shipped with steel plates bolted over the openings for windows and doors and if a storm approaches these plates can be bolt these plates can be bolted back on to secure the building hurricane shutters will be constructed for the open common space now you're refuting that on what level so uh, this is these are shipping containers prefabricated mostly used for immigrant um, uh, workers if you don't have housing you bring these into a city, you set it up for a temporary situation, and and you bring in the workers from outside the city, they do the work, and then they leave, and the project's dismantled. Very popular in China, a lot of cities uh, around the world. Uh, they use them in San Francisco for homeless people. Um, they are just shipping containers with a, a, an apartment squeezed into it. And, yes, they are steel, but they're only tack-welded at the corners. And if you stack them, as they've done in this project, the corners don't line up, and you're not going to get those tack welds to work. They're very lightweight. They blow away in hurricanes, especially if they're stacked up, and air can get up underneath them. The common area in that building is open air. It's just got a chain-link fence that separates it from the outside, so the wind will come in, get underneath that roof, and lift it off like a kite. Rocky? The footings aren't big enough to yeah. uh, withstand the uplift. Rocky, Ra- 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 a final All question. Right, a, a, a final question yeah, because yeah, yeah, no, you, know, no, you know we're going to do our no, research and find out some more about this. I know. I, yeah. listened, to, I, I listened to his, his analysis and he has some merit to what he's saying. Um, but my thing is that are you saying then that DPNR, which is the permission entity, mm-hmm. is saying that this doesn't if they're not aware of all of these things and uh, are you saying then that they're just allowing something to go forward that that doesn't really fit the code that's what you think sir i i'm very sad to say that there's a lot of things that are permitted here that should not be permitted and i'm okay. i've been in contact with and and it's i i feel that uh dpnr is overwhelmed with the amount of development being done and understaffed and under resourced they really need more uh, um, assistance. They need uh, greater support. 
they need to be able to enforce. We don't have any enforcement on St. John. We lost this, uh, the uh, DPNR office in the storms. It's never been repaired. They don't even have a car here. So they, there's very few projects being inspected. I, I would say half of the construction on St. John has no permits, has no structural design. Um, I, I see it on a daily basis, violations. And, and I've been told by DPNR staff they just can't keep up. What, 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 well, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that. I, I don't have a problem reaching out with Commissioner Oreo and Ms. Laplace. Let me, I'll, I'll let, be, let, 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 let me ask you this question, though. Uh, how do we address, and this is the last question I'm asking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let both of you go to this, and we could both comment on this. How do we address reasonable, affordable housing on St. John, given the uniqueness of that island with, uh, and this is just your opinion I'm asking, um, with the sure. fact that, that a significant portion of the island is under National Park. So there's definitely a shortage of land here, but there's not many people here. Um, we're at the end of the string, so everything costs a little bit more. You have Anything you buy in St. Thomas, you have to put it in a truck and ship it to St. John. I agree. The, if the government can provide land, we can build cheaply. And then I say cheaply, I can uh, say uh, effectively and efficiently. It's easy to build good, strong buildings here that people can own. These, these are shipping containers that somebody's going to rent. He's, 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 he did it up in Boston. He, he's going to do it here. He's a, he, you know, cheap housing is his thing. He's written the book on it, literally written the book on it. Um, I, want thank you, I want to thank you very much for your opinion. Of course, you know, we're going to do our homework. And that's what we do here. Thank you very much for calling. I'm going to try to email you a lot of information if, uh, if possible. I'd appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. You got it. And, and Rocky, you. you know me. I'm going to reach out to Ms. Laplace and Commissioner Oriel to find out what's going on. Um, because, because there has to be some common ground. Because our biggest, uh, our, biggest, our biggest concern coming out of the discussion wasn't so much what the man is doing, but the actual cost of construction and the cost of living on St. John. Yeah, but the other thing I have with, with what the man is saying, though, is that... He's saying that our agency is negligent. He's saying our agency is yeah, negligent. Oh, that's, that's uh, and, 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 and that's a concern. And, and that's, the, um, that's the agency we have to depend on to provide the best quality structure for us. Yeah. They, they're, the, they're, the, they're the one who makes the decision. So if that agency, based on what he's saying, is not really up to par... Then we have a problem. Then we have bigger problems we have than we problem. we have a bigger problems than we yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we'll do our homework. I'll reach out to the commissioner and I will reach out to Miss Laplace and then and to Leah and then we go from there. All right, Rocky. Good job. Thanks a lot. Take appreciate care, it. Good. Good. Man. Good. I All appreciate right. that and I appreciate the caller too because you know dissent. Uh, you know that's that's the basis of a good discussion. You know you can't have everybody agreeing on everything, and uh, basically, you know he's taking some shots against this developer, and uh, we'll see what was going on. And of course, you know the developer got to come back on now to defend himself. Ain't no doubt about that. I believe in that. Everybody uh, should have the ability to face their uh, accusers. So that's a good discussion. You know, I got my homework, and I'm gonna be reaching out to Miss Lia Laplace Matthews. Uh, and of course, uh, Commissioner Oriel and my good friend Keith Richards to find out what's going on because the, the man took some shots at the agency saying that they, they, they don't have any um, representation from the agency on St. John. And a lot of things are going on over there that are not um, within the confines of the law in terms of permitting and all that stuff. So that's what we're dealing with. We're going to. Um,
like I said, we're going to shift the discussion a little bit because the election system is looking at a 60-year anniversary on uh, February uh, and, and, uh, and so, so, uh, there's something I want to do. I want to recognize Miss Fox, and then we have a caller who called as well. So, Miss Fox, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning, Neville, to you and your listening audience. Happy, um, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. We're going to hold, uh, hold on there for one second because we got a caller that wants to give a comment. Good morning, caller. Um, how are you? Good. I'm doing well, Mr. James. Good morning to you. Good. Now, um, you have a topic relative to the previous discussion. You have a comment? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, can, can, sir. Can, I live on, can you be brief? Can, on, can you be brief? Because you know, we're ready to transition to another discussion. So go right ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I live on Gift Hill. Um, in our house, we have a couple rental units um, that we do expressly what Mr. Goldschneider is speaking of, uh-huh. um, mostly service industry people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at his design, this has nothing to do with the construction of it, but if you look at his design, it's very much like a college dorm. Yeah, It's an open kitchen, and I think the thing that he absolutely has no concept of is the type of people that uh, there's, of course, good, good, all good people, but one bad apple will spoil the entire housing there. It's, it's, um, so you said he's, you know, like a, so are, like are, a, are you saying that he's, he's marketing to a, to, to, to a, uh, a, res, a, a, partic- a, a potential resident that could undermine what the Gift Hill um, community looks like right now? Is what you're saying? No, I, I think it's totally opposite that, actually. Gift Hill is a nice residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. What, what he's going to be marketing to is basically the young men and women that come down from the states mm-hmm. that work in the restaurants. Yeah. And what he doesn't seem to understand, I mean, he can say he wants nurses, he wants firefighters, he wants police officers. But in reality, those type of jobs, who's going to want to live in a dorm? Who's going to want to live in a unit that has a... No, I understand what you're saying, no. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, no. Yeah. So you're saying that he has the wrong infrastructure for who he's marketing his potential, his potential uh, tenants to is what you're saying. Yeah, well, I'm saying that the that the building or at least the design of it is much more like a college dorm. It's like a it's like a set for the real world. Remember the reality yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Exactly. So, so he's gonna have so he can tell everybody that he's marketing, you know, to these people that we obviously need to to have housing for in yeah. St. John. Yeah. But in reality, he's going to get. 20 somethings that are coming down here for six months and one person that drinks too much or two people that drink too much which is very common on st john is going to destroy the entire concept if you look at if you look at the his his renderings he's he has an open kitchen i see that is there is there is there on 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 the article i see that yeah. yeah, yeah, and so you have a firefighter that's sleeping in the little eight by twenty room, which, by the way, is tiny. You have a fire. What happens when at three o'clock in the morning when all three kids get off work from one of the restaurants and want to have some beers in the kitchen? <laughs> no, you, 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 no, 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 no. You, you, you make sense. I, I want to thank you for your for your comment. We're, we're gonna we're gonna follow up with this discussion sometime later this week. 
um, because I gotta okay. I gotta go do my homework now. I gotta reach out yeah, to yeah, DPNR sure. and do all that stuff. And then um, yeah. and thanks for listening. And this is you, James, thank you so much for letting me on. I really appreciate. it. No, not it. a problem. Have a blessed day. You too. Thanks okay. a lot. I appreciate it. And okay. we bring, you bring up bye a good bye. point. Thank you very much. Thank you. You got it. Yeah. Um, that's a caller from St. John there who was uh, bringing some logic to this topic. No, I want to transition. I apologize again, Madam Supervisor. Please forgive me. Uh, we and, understand. Uh, we understand. And those and those are the voters. So uh, you connect with everybody. So uh, we're good with that. 60-year anniversary coming up uh, in another, what, 13 days? Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. We looked at the idea beginning last year, October, after we did our budget hearing and Mr. Terrell Alexander brought it to my attention while I was in Denver at a conference. And I said, well, great, good idea. Let's um, get it going. So we started planning a meeting as the managers. And here we are working with some of our marketing and strategic group. And we plan to do a week of activities to kick it off. But we're looking at doing quarterly activities throughout the year. Oh, okay, okay. So you're going to be limited to, to the week of the 16th to the, not the 16th, that, that would be the... 17th to the 25th to, is the yeah, highlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the yeah. highlight because that encompasses the birth date, but we plan to do things quarterly throughout the year. So I'll just run down, because I know that's what you're calling about, so I'll just run down some of the activities. And everything is available on our website, mm-hmm. www.vivote.gov. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we wanted to encapsulate the public, our voters, or non-voters to get them to eventually be voters and just those citizens in our community. So we started now Friday the 17th with an open house reception and retrospective exhibit. And that's going to be at our Sunny Air's office. Again, it's new. A lot of folks are not familiar. And so we give this opportunity with invitation, 6 to 8, for those to come. The exhibit will be on display for a month. So not because you can't come that time, you will still be able to come and see the exhibit. And it's going to be grand, so you could come and see the history from 1963 to present. We have judges' book from 1968 in St. John. If you see the books, you see what they had to write back then, the things they had to go through for voters to vote. Um, Looking at other facilities that we had over the years where we moved. Even at St. Croix, remember, it used to be two offices, one in East, one in West, now we have one. So we got that growth and that progress throughout the years. But we can never mention election without mentioning Miss Henrietta Tadman. Again, the stalwart of the organization, and we know she's still living, and we thank God for her and her strength and endurance and her vision to get this organization up, because it started out with her alone and St. Thomas, and she's the one that said we need to extend these offices, and we need to get deputy supervisors, because she can't be all over and do everything. So she's the one that started and got some of the encoding and the last change, so we will talk about her many, many, many years to come. Um, Monday, we do um, invited guests again. This is going to be at Government House, which is the actual birth date, February 20th. Happened to be the Monday after um, the holiday. Again, we're not interfering with the fair. That still goes on 10 to 12. You come there for the two hours, and then you still have the afternoon to go to the fair on the Monday. Again, that's invited guests. We plan to recognize and honor some folks. And so we're recognizing some of our longest serving in different categories starting from supervisor down to the deputies, to the the staff, to the poll workers and our voting technician. So we're encompassing the whole public array in our organization. Tuesday at UVI, the excitement starts again. We got from D. Hamilton Jackson to the first elected governor, Melvin H. Evans. And the topic, the fight for representation and universal suffrage. 
that's a panel a group that's going to do a forum. Again, um, space there is limited, but we are going to either some items will be live broadcast or stream or taped for future viewing. And we are partnering with WTJX and TSG. So all of them are in part of this. And so you'll be seeing some of these after for historic purposes for years to come. The essay we had, one person, one vote. We moved that deadline to um, February 21st. And they're going to announce on February 28th, and that's for the junior high and middle high school. So all the rules went out to the um, schools already, so they're working and excited to work on the essay. One person, one vote. We changed it for one man, one vote. Many places call it one person, one vote. Then we jump to Thursday, which we do in St. John. Again, we have offices on all three islands. We have voters on all three islands, so we try to do things on all three islands, different events. We are doing a tour over there, again, mostly for the board and the staff. The ruins represent reminiscing on our past and our cultural roots. And then we're going to do lunch on the lawn for at Neptune's Lookout. And that's from 11 to 3 p.m. And that's, again, open to the public voters and poll workers and St. John. Then that evening, we're going to do an ESVA marketing milestone, a one-hour special, like I said, with WTJX. They're going to be showing at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. What are we going to be doing starting this week? We're going to be interviewing some notable Virgin Islanders and four subjects election-related. And then they're going to edit it, get that ready, and then we're going to have two moderators on that evening, and they're going to talk about, as the persons are shown with the comments, um, they're going to give the feedback on that. Hold on one second. We got um, uh, Rima Williams joining us. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Mr. Williams, I can't. I can't hear him. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, what we're gonna do is we, we're gonna take a break, uh, and, and we'll we'll come back and hopefully get Mr. Williams um, uh, on the line here with us so to, to join the conversation as a board member for uh, the election system. Uh, analyze this. A lovely Tuesday here in Paradise. I want to thank uh, Rocky Labor and uh, the callers for calling in uh, before, and of course, uh, Mr. Sum had called in. Uh, from the Department of Education as well. We'll take a break. Be back right after this. ¿Dónde estás? Ya está por lanzar el ramo, ¿no viene? No, amiga. No puedo ir por la influenza. No te pierdas de disfrutar con los tuyos. La vacuna contra la influenza te protege a ti, a tus seres queridos y a tu comunidad. La vacuna es segura, eficaz y puedes ponértela al mismo tiempo que la vacuna del COVID-19 si tú quieres. No te conviertas en otro caso de la influenza. Vacúnate hoy. Para más información, visita punto vacunatecontralainfluenza.org. Presentado por AMA, CDC y el Art Council. Ability Radio is a program brought to you by the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands to promote a more inclusive Virgin Islands. Ability Radio brings you information on healthcare, art, culture, education, and current affairs where we engage in lively discussions with guests locally and abroad. Join us every Saturday morning at 11.30 a.m. on WTJX-FM. The USVI Caribbean Music Festival on St. Croix officially launches on Friday, February 17th. 
This is a free community event presented by the U.S. Virgin Islands Department of Tourism, curated by the United Jazz Foundation in collaboration with Jazz at Lincoln Center and sponsored by the VI Lottery. The event runs from 6.30 to 11.30 p.m. along the Waterfront Promenade in Fredericksted and features Grammy Award-winning jazz vocalist Diane Reeves, Marsvin Davids, Caribbean Players of St. Croix, and Calvin Johnson and native son of New Orleans. For more information, CaribbeanMusicHeritage.org or 646-725-3353. Welcome back uh, to analyze this. Uh, it's a beautiful Tuesday in Paradise, and we got the election system joining us. Just some um, uh, program programming notes uh, for tonight on Channel Twelve at nine p.m. Finding your roots uh, will uncover the ancestral mysteries of Joe Manganello and Tony Gonzalez. Of course, you know when you hear Tony Gonzalez, you know that's my that's my speed because he was a a great tight end football player uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Falcons back in the day. And then at and, and that's at 9 p.m., right? And then at 10 p.m. tonight, right? The State of the Union Address, right? Uh, the PBS NewsHour presents live coverage of President Biden's second State of the Union Address on Tuesday, uh, February 7th, which is tonight. The special report includes the President's speech, the Republican response, and analysis from the PBS News Hour team. Okay, so programming notes for tonight on Channel 12, 9 p.m., Finding Your Roots, uh, the ancestral um, story for Joe Manganello and Tony Gonzalez, and then right immediately after 10 p.m., which is 10 p.m., Atlantic Standard Time, right? 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those of you who live on the mainland, live into the show, the PBS News Hour, the 2023 State of the Union address tonight here on Channel 12 W T J X. Uh, so uh, back to uh, Miss Fox, Mister Williams. Is that line or what? Raymond Williams can't seem to hear him for some reason. I don't know what, what's the problem there. Well, maybe that's a technical thing there. Uh, we'll work on that. Uh, so sorry about that, uh, Miss Fox. Glad to have you back on again this morning. Uh, so, like, you, you were in the middle of the the, the, the week-long of, of, of programs, right, that we we yes, dealing yes, with? Yes, yes, I got two more, two more days for now I'm finishing up. Oh, go right ahead. He could chime in when, when he gets on. Yeah. So then on Friday, we're doing an election trivia purse, pursuit game show at UVI, and that's with the high school students, and that is talking election history, et cetera, et cetera. And then that afternoon, we have a Jubilee Walk for Progress, and we're starting from our old building, Crystal Gata, down to Roosevelt Park, and that you have the hors and drinks again open to the public, 4.30 to about 7.30. And then um, the big gala, which we planning for, is February 25th, Diamond Jubilee on St. Thomas. It's going to be at the Ritz-Carlton, and the highlight there is the chairman at the EAC. Now, that's the highest person in the Election Assistant Commission, who was appointed by Obama in 20, President Obama, President Obama in 2014, Thomas Hicks, he will be our guest speaker. I think this is the first time they're ever going to any territory to speak. And so we are honored and grateful that he came and he took our invitation, accepted our invitation to be our guest speaker to this event. So it's going to be historic. 
a lot of folks talk about why St. Thomas. Well, we started St. Thomas. The election started in St. Thomas, so we wanted to do the event on St. Thomas, mm-hmm. the big events. Um, so that's the reason why we are there. We got sponsors, still looking for sponsors and ads. We are dealing with that. So anybody who wants to assist with any of these programs, they're welcome to join. We also partner with um, the Department of Education, so the public relations person, she sent out the essay contest to all the schools, within the private schools, parochial. So everyone can partake in this. We did have one item we pushed back, which I said every quarter. Everybody, the debate, we have a debate coming, but because of time, we decided to push that back to May 4th. And the debate is for the high school and the university students the question is constitution versus status, which should come first? We don't want the seniors, we don't want the elders, we don't want the constitution persons. We want the high school and the university students to research this topic and debate this topic, and they will help us with the constitution um, that we're talking about going forward in the next couple of years. No, that's, no, no, that's, that's awesome. Let me see if we get Mr. Williams on the line. Good morning, sir. How are you? Something gone bad there, man. We, I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so, so, so you were saying about the, the Constitution. Yes, Constitution versus status. Which should come first? And that's for the university and the high school students. We might do one in each district, and then with the top two um, competition, do one competition overall. So that's what we're looking at and, and planning after we finish these events right here. And we also have another roundtable forum on the May 2nd. So that's what we're looking at. Our schedule, again, the 60th anniversary of the organization, uh, built on many soul, um, shoulders. Not only Henrietta Tadman, but then we had John Abramson for a number of years, 17 years plus. And so that's what we're doing. And our team this time is thriving with integrity. Election system celebrates 60. No, I like that, man. I like that. And, and I, I remember having conversations with, uh, with Vern Hodge. Right, mm-hmm. and he he bragged about um, something. There was there was something that was going on with the donkey Democrats and the, and and the regular Democrats. Back in the day, it was a highfalutin thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, to, to, you had to you had to you had to get permission to join the Democratic Party and all kind of thing, right? And uh, and and all of that uh, came to a head, and that's what forced them to create the election system. Uh, in, in in the sixties, then of course you know you had Victory sixty six, and then the ICM party that were dominant in the early seventies and all that stuff. But um, you know we 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 we're, I'm glad sixty years. I mean that's that's a long time, Mister Williams. Are you on the line over? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Oh, hear you perfectly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Can you hear me now? Yeah, man, we good. We good. You can hear us. I, I don't know what's been happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, something happened, but you know, we keep working, keep plugging away. Uh, glad you, you, yeah, man, yeah, you yeah, glad yeah, you yeah. take some time to join us. Um, for, are you the chairman for the board, or, or have have you guys decided no, on the chairman yet? No, no, I'm no longer the chair. Alicia Wells is now the chair. Alicia Wells is now but, the chair. Uh, okay, good. So, elected, you, uh, yesterday, so you just have we were able to close our gap. Also, oh, you so you, are you finalized that yesterday? Yes, yes. Okay, good. So we do have a we have a, a we do have a, a board chairman. So that's good. Talk a little bit about the significance as a board member of the election system and, of course, uh, the, the theme includes integrity. Why it's important that, that integrity, fairness, uh, transparency, all of those things are critical tenets for the election process and ultimately the election system to carry out that mandate. Right. So I, um, I'm, I just want to start by congratulating the supervisor and her team for the, um, the work they're doing in celebrating the 60th. But 
very specific to, to your question. You know, the, I think I heard the, the, the diatribe just now about um, the conversations you had uh, with someone and how the, the election system came to evolution. Mm. But more specific and more important to me, you know, when you talk about integrity, transparency, and stuff, even today, six years later, you still have a, a, a volume of naysayers that refuse to accept the fact that the system has um, morphed over this whole six-year period. And a lot of things that probably took place at the inception and through the first um, number of years, the election system of the Virgin Islands does and has maintained for at least the 20 years I've served integrity, transparency, fairness. We have run, managed, operated, canvassed, and done everything as an election system, both the office of the supervisor and the board that has definitely lived up to the word integrity. Um, this is something I guess can be debated forever because you will always have people that have this belief in their minds that um, there's something underlying that's happening every single time. You know, we, we don't have trust. And when I say we, I'm talking about a very few we. We don't have trust in the process simply because it doesn't work how we want it to work or it doesn't work in our favor. But I think the work um, transcendentally from Henrietta Hartman to now Supervisor Fox has made a difference. The, the thing for me is that I've worked under, uh, uh, alongside with John Abramson when I first came on board, and with, under him was Corinne Plaskett, Halliard, Halliard Plaskett, and you had Natalie Hodge here in St. Thomas. They were the deputies. That team, for that majority of years, had worked real hard in bringing the system to a place of integrity. Supervisor Fox came along, and along with her deputies, continue to build on integrity. You know, it's, 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 I, I love the idea that um, she's pulling together all these activities um, to try to get people engaged and appreciate what we're doing. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, you, you're, you're never treated as a hero in your own homeland. You always got to go to the outside for people to appreciate you. When, in my tenure of 20 years, we've seen where the election system of the Virgin Islands has always triumphed, uh, triumphed as one of the best-run election systems in the United States. We have had members currently still, a former member, Barbara Jackson McIntosh, that serves as a, um, an election monitor all over the world. The Virgin Islands has people that does that. So, you know, and, and these things aren't generally known. But the fact that people um, have that confidence in, in the VI, unfortunately, some of us don't, but that's how life is. You know, but I... I, I and and, don't, and don't forget, don't forget, we, we were one of the first jurisdictions to use electronic voting. Absolutely. That's you know, correct. you're talking about systems, you know, and equipment. You know, I, I, I always laugh when I think back to my first years of experience with a Shuptronic voting system, um, you know, and I use people like Positive Nelson, former Senator and now Commissioner, who had major challenges with accepting how the equipment worked, and he brought in so-called experts to look at it, 
I remember being in a boardroom when we broke down that equipment to show the back end, the frame of that, the skull skeleton, whatever you want to call it, of the equipment, yeah. to show how you could verify the vote, you know? And, and that, I think, and changed him personally to the point where he became an elected official. So, you know, it, it is a matter of what you want to believe or, and who you want to hear it from. So I am always proud to know that I have served and I will continue to serve in making a difference. But integrity, Supervisor Fox, you nailed it on the head. Integrity in the election system for six years, that is an absolute powerful frame work to, 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 to move forward from. And again, I just want to congratulate the work that has been done by our members and also by the, the, the um, supervisor, you know. Um, and another area we touch on too, we one of them that had voter ID card for years. You know, so a lot of states right. now, that's the right. discussion. We had voter ID cards from the inception. Mm-hmm. So to us, it's right. nothing, you know, you have it, we use it. After, after you vote the first time, you can use other IDs. But again, a lot of states are going back to some of the things we do. We have election as a holiday, you know, some states still fighting for that. You know, so we have been progressive, and we will continue to be progressive. And like you said, we build on the soldier and soldier, soldier, soldiers. Soldiers. Uh, uh, soldiers. I got, both, I got yeah. soldiers and I got shoulder. Yeah. You build on the shoulder of everyone prior and the future. And the organization continues to progress, leaps and bounds. I just got a letter from the, EA, the election center touching to put in the booklet, you know, to show what the VA has done. We're getting, you know, so it's really honorable. We're doing a commemorative booklet. So, again, it'll be there for the history, the library, to show where we are and where we came from in many things. Because election were manual from the time of Rome. So we have that history to show why election is important and why democracy is important. Because we see what's going on in America right now. You know, democracy... And the, the, the young man that you... That um, Tom X who's coming down... You know, I just um, met with him last week in Phoenix um, at a, a International Association of Government Officials Conference. And, you know, he's extremely excited. And like Supervisor Fox spoke to the fact that this is the first time and we had this conversation where the EAC, as part of that whole election or the whole diaspora of government, where people from other states can travel, especially from the federal side, can travel to the Virgin Islands or, or to Hawaii. You know, th- these are places that are considered um, off, off the um, chart that, that election officials, I see it in, 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 in um, at the PSC and different places are where people cannot come to the VA to a conference. Or we can't host a conference and get people here because of, you know, the disposition of how states and governments think. But the fact that he's coming here breaks that ceiling. It makes a hell of a difference. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to participating, and I'm hoping that for all the activities that the system has planned, that our community are going to get engaged and involved, you know, because we talk a lot of stuff, but where's the engagement, you know? So I'm hoping no, that I, that I, 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 I want to congratulate both management, which is um, Ms. Fox, and board, which is yourself, um, on the 60th anniversary election system, which will come up in another 13 days officially. Um February 20th, 1963, Act 936, which created the election system. And um, good luck. And we're going to get you back on again sometime soon, um, Ms. Fox, for sure, to update the public as to some of the events that will be coming up, okay? Thank so, you very much. So thank you very much. And congratulations to you and congratulations, board member 
<laughs> That's your name now. Board member. <laughs> Rima Williams, I'm out of the Mecca and Grove. 20 years is a long time. You to be commended for your service on behalf of the people. Thank you very much, sir. You got it. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. That's all, Miss Carolyn Fox, um, Supervisor of the Elections, and Mr. Raymond Williams, who is now a board member. Um, he is no longer the chairman of the board. Congratulations to Miss Alicia Welts. Out of St. John. See the topic uh, today we're talking about St. John and, of course, elections as well. So, as a chairman, chairwoman, Alicia Wells is from St. John. You know, I'm going to be doing my homework to find out about uh, uh, this um, potential homeownership. Uh, development initiative over there and St. John gave Mr. Cole Snyder a chance um, to, to speak to why he's doing what he's doing what he's doing, excuse me, and if in fact uh, it is um, realistic, you know, I, I'm not about to question anybody, question anybody motives and all that stuff and, um, you know, there are those who are skeptical about it and, um, and, and, and not only that, about who he is looking to market um, uh, these home units too. Be good. Be safe. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, uh, uh, God, God bless you. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.